Okay, good morning, everybody. We um, left off on Chaf Gimel Amad Aleph, towards the bottom of the page. And um, we were discussing, again, the question of Shifcha and an Avodas Kachavim, right? A woman who's, a, uh, again, a non-Jewish woman who's a, a servant or just a regular full-fledged non-Jew in the status of her children. Because uh, we were asking, according to the Rabbanon, we wanted to know um, how, we, how do we know um, that uh, a child, like for example, the daughter of right, my father would be married to a woman who was not Jewish or she was a shifcha and she would have a daughter. How do I know that that daughter is not considered my sister? And that was the question they were asking, according to the Rabbanon. And, the, and Rav Yochanan said in the name of Shem Barachai, because of this Pasuk, um, Right, so we that that pasuk which we discussed then, uh, and the proof there that a um, the child from a non-Jewish woman uh, has a status of someone who's not Jewish and therefore would not have a status of uh, a sister to to the other Jewish child. So Ravina now extends this to make a point. And so the Gemara continues there. Amar Ravina. We're like one, two, three, four. Ten lines in the bottom. Amar Ravina. Shvamina. Ben Bischa. Haba. Mina Ovid Kochavim. Kare Bincha. Right. So what do you see? You see that your, your grandson. Right. Your grandson. Who would be the who would be the product of your daughter being married to a non-Jewish man. So let's say one's daughter is married to a non-Jewish man and they have a son. That grandson is considered your son, right? You're considered your grandson, right? Why? Because again, as long as the woman is Jewish, the child is considered Jewish. So the Gemara says, Lema Kasava Ravina. And this was, um, and, and we should say that Ravina holds, Ovid kochavim ve'eved habav abas Yisrael, that if a non-Jew or an eved would have tashmish, have relationship with a with a Jewish girl, have lad kasher, the child is a kasher, a full Jew. Makes sense, right? To a, a fair argument that the Gemara wants to uh, extend here. According to Ravina, it sounds that the child who comes from such a relationship is a totally a thousand percent uh, kasher Jew. So the Gemara answers, no. Nehi demam zelohavi. Kasha nami lohavi Yisrael mikri. So the Gemara answers, well, you're, you're right and you're not right. right? The child's not a mamzer. The child's not a mamzer. And the child's not a non-Jew. Right? However, the child is considered a, a, a Yisrael puzzle. So it's Yisrael, but a Yisrael that is, you know, has some type of uh, defect in his uh, genealogy in a certain sense. Um, but, but, but yes, the child is still a Jew, uh, but, you know, still considered a puzzle. Okay. But the Gemara now has one more question. Hi, Bishiva umos ksiv. But wait a second. This whole conversation, right? This whole conversation is assuming, is based on this puzzle, right? And this puzzle says that you shouldn't let your child marry. And what's it referring to? It's referring to the, child, the, the people of, of Eretz Yisrael. When you come into Eretz Yisrael, don't allow your son or your daughter to marry the non-Jewish children of the, uh, the, the neighbors around you, right? You should make sure that your children are marrying, marrying Jewish. They aren't marrying the neighbors in Eretz Yisrael when you move in from the Zion Umos. 
And it's from that point that we learn this, this concept, right? That the, the child from, a, from, a, from a, a Jewish mother is Jewish, it's from a non-Jewish mother, the child is not Jewish. Fine. But the Gemara says, but that whole conversation was only happened talking about the Zainumos, right? Hi, B'Shiva Umos It's only talking about the Zainumos, the seven nations that live in Eretz Yisrael. It's not, it's not telling, any, telling us anything about uh, some you know, non-Jewish man or woman who lives in the Philippines or who lives in North America or lives in wherever, right? Or lives in Iraq. It's only telling me about the non-Jewish, the non-Jews that they came into contact with in Eretz Yisrael at that time. Um, so maybe it shouldn't, shouldn't be extended to all Ovdei uh, Kochavim. It shouldn't be extended to all non-Jews. So the Gemara says, No, ki yasir l'rabos kalamaisirim. No, the, the Pasuk itself it actually tells us why, the, why this is in place. Why is this in place? Because we're nervous that this non-Jew who's Ovdei Kochavim will influence my grandchild and take him or her off the path of Judaism. So if that's true, so that, that, that shows me it's not, what does that do specifically with the, with the Zionumos? The Zionumos weren't the only people who were Ovdei Avodah It should apply to anyone who's an Ovdei Avodah So therefore, says the Gemara, it seems clear that it's not just related to the Zionumos, and our, our proof is still a good proof that this is related to, this is, this is referencing all non-Jews. So Gemara says, wait a second, and you have to, and you're going to hold your hats for a second here. This is actually a very important conversation, so actually a Shast concept in general, but we're going to have to you know understand exactly what this means. Gemara says, "Hani chal Rabbi Shimon, the Rabbi Shimon." I this I understand according to Rabbi Shimon, the Darish time of the Kara. So Rabbi Shimon is Darish time. Rabbi Shimon is Darish time of the Kara. Which we'll explain in a second. El Rabbanan mean other, but according to Rabbanan, what are you going to say? So what does it mean that Rabbi Shimon is Darish time of the Kara? So what it means is as follows: that Rabbi Shimon is Darish time of the Kara means that Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion. We, we have lots of conversations where we discuss Sukkim in the Torah, right? Where we learn, you know, um, meaning behind the mitzvahs, right? Learning meaning behind the you know, this mitzvah comes to teach me the following lesson, or it's to sensitize me to X type of person, or it, you know, whatever, the, whatever it is that the mitzvah is coming to, to teach me to rely on Hashem, whatever the example is, different mitzvahs have different meanings for us. That is not what Rabbi Shimon means. Rabbi Shimon takes this idea of the meaning behind a mitzvah to a totally different level. And he says that if I can understand the reason for the mitzvah, I can use that rationale to actually determine the halacha in certain cases. That meaning, we, when we talk about a meaning behind a mitzvah, that, that uh, you know, whatever, tzitzis, whatever, whatever the example is, that, that a different mitzvah comes to, you know, remind me of a certain thing. You know, Shabbos is the, teaches me emuna, etc. All the different explanations we give for mitzvahs. That 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 that's just a like a cherry on top that we understand the rationale of the mitzvah. But it, that never impacts the way I perform the mitzvah. So, for example, my you know my kids say, "Oh well, Shabbos is about recognizing Hashem is the king, right?" So why can't I watch TV on Shabbos and make a sign that says Hashem is the king, right? That's not going to work, right? The fact that I know what the, the mitzvah is coming to teach me that doesn't change the way I practice the mitzvah. Rabbi Shimon holds that it does. That if I can understand the rationale for a mitzvah, that can actually have an impact on the halacha and how that mitzvah is applied. Look at Rashi, where he says, Rabbi Shimon, the Darish, and there's going to be a little twist to, to this also. But look at Rashi. Rashi says, Rabbi Shimon, the Darish, time of the Kra. He writes as follows, Perikam HaKabav of Metziah, Amana Ania, Eimemashkininosa, Aval Ashira Memashkininosa. Okay, there's a halacha that if you borrow the clothing of an, of an, of an almana, if a, a widow would take a loan. 
right? So she has to give you collateral. So let's say she gives you as collateral, she gives you her, uh, her, her coat, okay? Or one of her, her main uh, types of clothing. So the lacha is that if she gives it to you as collateral, every night you have to return it to her and then come back in the morning to get it. Why? Because she can't be overnight without that you know, blanket, whatever it is. It's, it's not nice to her, right? So even though you need to hold on to it, you're supposed to continue, always go back and return it to her so that she should have something to wear, okay? And that's clearly, why is that? That's because she doesn't have another one, right? It's the only one that she has. So if Shimon says, well, wait a second, what if this almana is rich? If she's rich, what's the halacha? The halacha is that this halacha doesn't apply in such a case, right? That's what means Darish time of the crop. If the, if the rule right, has a rationale, which is, it's a person who doesn't have something else to wear or something else to cover herself at night. So then I understand you have to go back every night and return it and take it back in the morning, etc. Then I understand. But if it's someone who's rich, then the, then the rule shouldn't apply. All right, so what do we usually say? Forget Rabbi Shimon. <laughs> okay, very nice. You understand the rule. But it's, a, it's still a rule no matter what. Rabbi Shimon says no. Because that's the rationale, he's darish time at the Quran. He darshans the reason for the mitzvahs. If that's the reason for the mitzvah, then when the reason doesn't apply, the halacha doesn't apply. Okay? That's your Shimon's approach. Okay. Because um, what's going to happen is the Eimer. Eimer. Shame Rabbi Shechin Yosef. Fine. So Alma, Darish Taima, the Losachba, Begad Almana, he holds the reason of, of, that you don't hold on to the, to the clothing of the Almana. Mishim Shame Rab. Umoti Ashira Minakla. Meaning the reason there is because they're nervous, it's not going to look good if this guy is showing up every night and every morning to her house. What are people going to start saying about her? Right? So the. So the um, so they, they were nervous about that that would happen, so he has to return early, whatever. But the bottom line is, the, the whole point is that that's not explicit in the Pasuk, this rule. This is something that Rabbi Shimon assumed. He said that seems to be the rationale, and therefore he applied the rationale and said it doesn't apply to a rich person. That's what it means, Darish Tamil Kor. However, uh, and look at Rashi, well, let me pause one point here. One other point. Rabbi Shimon would also hold, though, that when the Torah goes, because Rabbi Shimon is Darish time of the crowd, that means that when he can understand a rationale on his own, then the Pasuk doesn't need to tell me the rationale. I can understand the rationale myself. And I can, be dar- I can make drushes and, and make applications of the halacha based on my, my understanding of the reason for the mitzvah. Okay? But if that's true, then what happens for Rabbi Shimon when the Torah gives me a reason for the mitzvah? According to Rabbi Shimon, when the Torah gives me a reason for the mitzvah, that extra reason is extra. Okay? And is there to, to, to make another drasha. For the rest of us, who are not Darish time and the Quran, when the Torah gives a reason, what's it there for? To tell me the reason. <laughs> to tell me the reason. Right? Um, so, so that's going to apply here. Now, so now take a look. Look, continue in Rashi. So now, what's our case? Our case was... I'm sorry, before we look back in Rashi. What was our case? Our case was, what is, the, what's, what is our halacha here? That a woman, uh, that, uh, that a, a Jewish woman shouldn't marry a non-Jewish man. And a, and a, and a Jewish man shouldn't marry a non-Jewish woman. Why? And certainly when it comes to the, the, woman, the Jewish man marrying a non-Jewish woman, ki, uh, sorry, the Jewish woman marrying a non-Jewish man, because what's going to happen? He's going to take your child astray. Your Jewish child will be taken astray. Right? The Allah, by the way, is still that both can't marry non-Jews. Because that still says in the Pasuk. But when it comes to the woman marrying a non-Jewish woman, marrying a non-Jewish man, he's going to take you astray. What would happen, right, if, 
if um, this man was a secular. He's not an Oved Kochavim. He doesn't have a religion. He doesn't, he's not that strong in his Avodos Hashem, excuse me, his Oved Kochavim beliefs. Right? If the Pasuk hadn't said, Ki Yasir what might Rabbi Shimon have said? Okay, so if, if not, if he's not a, such a strong uh, believer in Avodah Zarah, maybe it's not Aser. Meaning, and we know, and we're going to see in a second, that non, the Zion Umos were very stark. They are very firm in their Avodah Zarah. Those outside Eretz Yisrael were less strong in their religious observance of the Avodah Zarah. So Rabbi Shimon might have said, you know what? It, it's, it's, maybe this only applies to the Zion Umos, because in the end of the day, they're very, very strong in their Avodah Zarah. They're the ones who are going to take my children astray. But someone outside Eretz Yisrael whose religion is not so strong, so maybe for them, the halacha wouldn't apply. That's what he might, might, have, might have said. However, what does the Pasuk say? Ki yasir es Maybe Shimon says, oh, whoa, wait a second. Now the Pasuk comes ahead and it tells me what? The reason. It says because he's going to take my child astray. If Shimon goes ahead and says, ah, that's what the Torah says now. That comes to include what? Even those outside Eretz Yisrael. It's counterintuitive to a certain extent, right? You would say, for everyone else, you'd say, no, that Pasuk is teaching me, even those, anyone who will, right? Anyone who will take me out straight. But that's, that's the explanation of the, of the Gemara. What did the Gemara say? The Gemara said, Hanichal Rebbe Shimin, the Darish time of the Gemara, right? Again, we, we said, that, we, we asked the question, go back to the Gemara for one second. Hai Bishiva Umos Ksiv. This whole rule only applies to the seven, the, the seven nations in Eretz Yisrael, right? That's, so how do I know it applies to all non-Jews? Kiyasir l'rabos kolamaisir, because this extra pasuk kiyasir comes to, to include anyone, any any non-Jew who could take my child astray. So Gemara answers, says back, well, hanicha Rabbi Shimon the darish time of the Kura. Right? For Rabbi Shimon, this is good. Why? Rabbi Shimon is usually darish time of the Kura. So for him, this pasuk, which is giving you a reason, is extra. So that extra reason comes to include everyone who's not Jewish. But however, according to the Rabbanan, it's just the reason why you can't marry someone from the Zainumos. Yeah? Because that's just, it's just an explanation of why you can't marry someone in this area. But for Rabbi Shimon, who is Darish time of the Kra, and he finds the reasons on his own, what does he need this extra Pasuk for? Oh, for him, the extra Pasuk comes to include even those uh, who don't live in Eretz Yisrael. Anyone who's going to be a Meiser. Does that make sense? And it's, it's like counterintuitive, right, Jonathan? Yeah, it's counterintuitive. You would think Darish time of the Kra. Oh, so for Rabbi Shimon. But it can't mean that. It can't mean that. So that, that's not, it means, this is what it means. Okay. Okay, and just look at, look at Ra- now Rashi, I think, will, will make some sense to us. So Rashi says, If the Pasuk hadn't said time of the reason, right? Rabbi Shimon would have darshan the reason. What's the reason you can't marry a non-Jewish kid, non-Jewish woman? Because what's going to happen? Right? They're going to take your child astray. According to Rabbi Shimon, I don't need a Pasuk to tell me the reason. Right? And so Rashi says, so what's the positive? To add extra. To, to, it's there extra to, to add in any, any non-Jew who's going to take my child astray. However, El Rabbanan, continuing Rashi, it's Rashi. Right? The Rabbanan need this Pasuk to explain to you what, what's the problem with the Zion Umos? What's the problem with them? The answer is because they're going to take your child astray. Vilimute Shar Umos. 
Right? And this comes to exclude other nations. Who are not as from in their Avodazara. They just kind of like go with it. They continue to keep, the, keep their Avodazara, but they're not so strong in it. Fine. Um, therefore, they're still, according to Rabbanu, we're still stuck. So how do I, Taka, know that the other nations are included in this rule? Okay? So that's the Gemara's point. Okay, good. So now get ready for the answer. So the Gemara says, but wait a second. So, so the Rabbanon are stuck. They don't have an extra Pasuk to, dur- to be Dorish more than just the Zion Umos. How are we going to know that Ashtam, any non-Jew, is, uh, is included in this rule? And therefore, if a, if a uh, you know, non-Jew would marry, uh, a, a man would marry a non-Jewish woman, the child would be, you know, uh, not Jewish, or that the, the, the woman who would marry uh, 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 a Jewish woman married, married, married a non-Jew, the child would be, uh, you know, a Yisrael apostle. So Gemara says, I'll tell you how I know. Mantana, the public, Aleid, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda. Who was that? Who was that person? The whole time we've been saying there's Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda in this whole conversation versus the Rabbanan. Okay? There's no group called the Rabbanan. I know it sounds scary to say. There's no such group known as Rabbanan. R- Rabbanan are always just another group of rabbis, right? It can make up all, all, all kinds of people. We're just not told their names. And wherever the Torah says, the, the Gemara says Rabbanon, it doesn't mean every, every single person. It's a group. It's a group of, of, of Amorayim or a group of Tanaim who, who disagreed, right, with uh, Adas Yacha. The point of saying this person and the Rabbanon is to say that one person was an individual and another person was more individuals, okay? So the Gemara says, well, well who was that? Who was arguing with Rabbi Yosef this whole time? We said the Rabbanon. Who was it? We got a surprise for you, says the Gemara. That was Rabbi Shimon. The whole time, the person who was arguing with Rabbi Yosef was Rabbi Shimon. So what? What's the point? The point is as follows. This entire time, the Gemara has been searching for extra psukim, right, back and forth, trying to learn these halachos, you know, who's included, he's not included, etc. And the, and the one who argued Rabbi Yosef Yehuda needed an extra pasuk, right, to teach me that Shifcha and Obed Kochavim are... Are, um, uh, that, a, that a sister from a shivcha, from Obed Kochavim, my father was married to one of those, in a relationship with those women, that she's not considered my sister. Right? That, that's how we were, our, our whole original conversation was being had in between Rabbi Yosef Yehuda and the Rabbanon about a scenario where there's a man, his father has a child, and that child is his, his sister, and when cases is she considered my sister, which cases is she not? The Rabbanon, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, you know, easily had uh, uh, an explanation for how I know this, that, if, that if the father had a relationship with an Ovid of Arazara and a Shifcha, that that child is not going to be my, considered my sister. It was the Rabbanon who were stuck trying to find another Pasuk. And they tried to use the Pasuk of Ki Yasir. Okay? The problem is that Pasuk Ki Yasir only teaches me that it's from the Zion Umos. Right? So, but, and they're stuck because they're not Darish time at the Kra. Since they're not Darish time at the Kra, they don't have a proof now that this is true even for other, um, the, other, the other nations in Eretz Israel, outside Eretz Israel. So Mark gives a, kind of a convenient answer. The Rabbanon are Rabbi Shimon. And if they're either they are Rabbi Shimon himself or they're those who hold like Rabbi Shimon, that they're Darish time at the Kra. So if that's true, what's the rule? 
Okay, so the Rabbanan don't have a problem because they use this Pasuk to expand. According to them, they would expand this Pasuk and say, Ki Asir is just, is extra actually to include other nations. So you're right. If there was someone else, you know, who needed, who was, who was having this fight with him, they would be stuck. But it's not somebody else. It's Rabbi Shimon. He is Darish Time in the Quran, So he's fine because this Pasuk is enough for him because he does Darish They were saying like in theory, oh, this would work if you were Rabbi Shimon. The answer is, he is Rabbi Shimon. So it works for him. It works through that button. And therefore, they, are, they also agree that, a, uh, that a, a, a woman who comes from this relationship of a, a Jewish man uh, married a non-Jewish woman, uh, sorry, over the Zara, or a, a Shifcha and has a daughter, that that daughter is not going to be considered my sister. This closes that conversation, but now you learn the halacha, the, the concept of Rabbi Shivan Darish time of the Quran, which is a very, you know, people say famous, famous Gemara, famous Shas concept. We've now learned it and we understand it. So that's good. Okay, turn the page, turn the page. And now we have a very fun Mishnah, which we'll get started with now. And we won't finish today, but we'll get started with it. Okay? This is a scenario you should never find yourself in, ever. I'm going to share with you a, uh, I'm going to share with you um, a chart just for right now. Okay. Following case. Says the Mishnah. Mishakidesh achas mishte achayos ve'en yodeya mehen kidesh. A man was Makadesh two women. He got married, did Kiddushin with two, one, one of two sisters, and he doesn't know which woman it was that he did Kiddushin with. How did that happen? So it's a good question. That's going to be part of the conversation. In the Gemara, how did that, you know, how did that happen? Gemara is going to talk about um, how can you get married to someone who you don't recognize, etc. So it'll be a whole conversation. Maybe he, maybe he used a shliach to make Kiddushin. Um, but the bottom line is, he, uh, he, made, he, he did Kiddushin with, with one of two sisters, and he doesn't know which of the two sisters he made Kiddushin with. So that's a problem there, right? He can't, say, why can he not, he can't just choose one and stay married to one and not the other. Why? Because maybe he's married to the other one, who's, his, who's her sister, and in person can't be married to two sisters. Right? So now he's stuck. This, this, this relationship has to end because he's not allowed to be married to two sisters. Or even Suffolk married to two sisters. So what happens? Um, no saying get lazu, but get lazu. So now he has no choice. He has to divorce both of them, misafik, right? Because maybe each one might be his wife. In order to allow them to remarry, they each have to get a get from him. Fine. Um, obviously, as an aside, but it's important, that this would be a, a tragedy for these women, that they have to get a get, because he just didn't know, who, you know which person he was Mikadish. It's much more theoretical than it is. A, you know, and we'll see why. The theory is helpful for understanding the theory. Um, but obviously, a real scenario like that would be, you know, tragic to make a woman become a, a, a grusha just out of suffolk. But fine, that's what would happen. Well, but now, but now imagine the following case. Okay, he was Makadesh, one of two women, doesn't know two sisters, doesn't know which one. Mace, what happens if he dies before he divorced them? Velo ach echad, and he has a he has a brother. Okay, now you know why it's in Mesachis of Amos. So that brother also has to chalitza for both. Why? Says Rashi. Look at Rashi. The lo yada yivamta. He doesn't know which one is his yivama. Right? Which one is the woman that was actually married to his brother? And Rashi says you can't. Mind just do chalitza on one and yibam on the other. The achos chalutzaso asur lo midrabanan mechayeh. It's a halacha 
Midrabanan, you can't, just like you can't marry your uh, your wife's sister, you also can't marry the wife. The sorry, just like you can't marry this. Just like you can't marry your uh, your wife's sister, you also can't marry the sister of your chalutz. If you did chalutz with a woman, you, you if you did chalutz with a woman, you can't marry her sister. Okay, so he can't do chalitza with one, and because again, if there's chalitza with one, the other woman's, woman's out. So the next woman, either she's Yavama, great, or she's nobody, and you can just marry her. But that's not going to work because again, then she will be achutz. Uh, she might be achutz chalitza. So maybe the woman did chalitza, but the chalitza was really his Yavama. He did chalitza with her, and now he's marrying achutz chalitza. So he can't do that either. Okay, um, and he, and why can't he do yibum first? Right, Rash says Yivu and Beresha Nami Lo the Duma Lo Zuhi Yivamto the Kapaga Ba Achos Gukaso Tavik Ishta. Right, and if he just wants to Yivum with one of them, why can't he do that? Because right, if he has Yivum with her, maybe she's his his Yivama. Then great. But if he's not here, his Yivama, then who is he? Who's she? She's the sister of his Yivama. And then he's and then once he marries the sister, what happens? He can't do Yivum with the first with the first woman, and that way he's right. He's Paga. In those, in those uh, zika, right? we mentioned this before. If a woman has an opportunity to yibum or chalitza, and you marry her sister, you've now cut the chain. You've cut the connection between you and her. And that again, there's a mitzvah of yibum or chalitza to be done. You can't be a dying. You can't decide to get up and and destroy that connection. We mentioned that before. You're not allowed to do that. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Next case. Hayilo shnayim. Right. What happens if the brother has? Two, this man who dies, man had married Suffolk, two women, as you see in the page, right? The question marks, Suffolk, two women, and he has two brothers, okay? So here's the case here. Ruvain, Suffolk, Terachel, and Leah. He has two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Echad cholitz, ve'echad miyabin. Right? One of them could do chalitza to one of the women, and one of them could do yibam to one of the women. Why does that work? Because again, because look, he does, Shimon does chalitza to Rachel. That's for sure fine. Either she needs chalitza or she doesn't need chalitza, but there's no wrong problem to do chalitza if she doesn't need it. And now Levi can do yibum with Leah. Why? Because either Leah is really his yavam, so great. He's really his yavama, so they do yibum. And if she's not, then who is she? She's nobody. Because Rachel's already done chalitza with Shimon, so she's off the hook anyways. And Leah is just some woman. Either she's Reuven's wife, Reuven's former wife, in which case Levi does yibum with her, or she's not related to him at all. And she can go ahead, he can go ahead and marry her um, and that's and that and that would work as well. Kinmu vikinsu ein motzi in the other. What would happen if they didn't both they didn't do chalitza first and then yibum afterwards? And by the way, well, let's say they didn't do that. What would happen? We don't we don't remove the, the wives in that scenario. Why? Because each one can argue. Maybe this woman was really my, my really really the yavama. And if they both did yibum, so then the zika to the other person was removed. So lechachil, you shouldn't do that. Because if, you, if, if Shimon goes ahead, let's just say, if, if Shimon would not do Chalitza first and Levi would just do Yibam right away, that's also not okay. Why? Because if, when he marries Leah, either Leah is his Yavam or she's, uh, sorry, either she's the Yavam. Um, and if she's not the Yavama, then you're, the, he, he's not going to be able to do Yibam with Rachel, who's the real Yavama. He'd be, again, knock out the, the Zika to her. So, that, so that's why the Shimon has to do Chalitza first and only afterwards can Levi do Yibam. So if they both yibum at the same time, so that's not really ideal. But if they did so, we won't, we won't remove them. But now, as we get as we continue tomorrow, we'll talk about all the other cases where there's multiple wives and multiple brothers and all that stuff, which we'll get into tomorrow.